This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in-depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. It's betting the ponies on the Bet Rivers Network. All right, everybody, back here betting the ponies, Bet Rivers. Moose, we are a week removed, just about a week removed from the Kentucky Derby, and it was not Angel of Empire. It was Mage. It was Mage. Congratulations to Mike Francesa, our buddy Lee Einsidler from Casamigos, who also was all over Mage. So uh, I know, uh, you know, Mike was all over it, and uh, you, me, Mike, and uh, sent out picks with Bet Rivers and and others as well. Julia uh, Stewart Banks did as well. So um, Mike was the only one that had Mage on top. That's a hell of a pick. Javier Castellano, 16th Derby Mount, finally wins the Kentucky Derby. Throwing out the first pitch at Yankees games. Uh, well, we got to give you know we got to give some credit to is is Kenny Peck who we had on last week. He said that you know if you like Forte, who would have been the favorite had he not been scratched uh, the day of. You got to like Mage, and he was dead on accurate with that because Mage uh, ran a great race. He got the jump on Angel of Empire, uh, really progressed, really got better off the uh, Florida Derby Everett Moose. And, uh, you know, we're looking, we're a week away now, just about a week away from the Preakness with uh, a really good horse who uh, could go out there, and I think he could win that race. And we might have some excitement at Belmont uh, just about a month from now. Yeah, well, I mean, you. you... Previous trainers have always talked about it. it's it's really the Belmont that becomes the more difficult one because it's a mile and a half the style of the race uh, in which it's run and and because the horse ran so well in Kentucky it's it's kind of difficult to not think that he is going to run well you know in eight or nine days at you know in the Preakness so yeah Mage is going to be a, a difficult out I, there'll be a contentious field though I'm sure and you know his quick burst and turn of foot. Uh, it was an interesting derby. It really was when you look back on it. You know, Mage got the jump of Angel of Empire when he was able to gap him basically at the eighth pole um, and create a little bit of separation. You know, three strides past the finish line. We've seen it before, Monzo, you and I. Angel of Empire would have won the race, but however, that was not the case. He was making up tremendous ground in the final, I would say, 300 yards of the race. I thought the horse that probably, outside of the Derby winner, and all the accolades are going to go to to Mage and great training job by Delgado, ownership group, all of that. I thought two fills being on, you know, what was a... We were talking about whether or not there was going to be pace. What was their pace? I mean, they went 45 and changed to the half. I mean, if you had anybody coming from off the pace, uh, you were smiling like a, a kid on Christmas morning. So the, once they went 45 to the half, um, you thought you knew they were going to come from, running from behind. I thought two fills being close to the pace. Um, if the pace was not as contentious, two fills would have won the Kentucky Derby. Yeah, you know, a lot of people were on that horse. Uh, we weren't. I wasn't. Uh, that was a real show me race for him. That's that's a real horse that uh, I think if you put that horse. His best race was on synthetic. Oh, for sure. And he showed that he's more than that horse. He was, uh, you know, when you do things that other horses don't and every horse up front basically went backwards, uh, for him to hold up like that was tremendous. I think we'll see a lot of him moving forward. And how about this arm getting up for fourth? 
Yes, disarm your horse. And I know a lot of people uh, thought that, that he ran a hell of a race, and he did. Uh, had some traffic, showed a little toughness, middle of the stretch, got bumped around a little bit, and was finishing for Joel Rosario. Not finishing as strong as Angel of Empire, but uh, still finishing nonetheless. But he runs he runs a very, very solid fourth. And I'm sure just like all Steve Asmussen three-year-olds, as we've seen in the past, you saw it with Gunrunner, you've seen it with others, uh, he's going to get better and better as the uh, spring and summer rolls along. Yeah, as far as Angel of Empire goes, you know, he, he was broke fine. He was back till 19th at one point. I thought he moved really well along the rail, uh, got swung outside. But, uh, you know, at the end of the day, Mage got the jump on him. And, uh, you know, maybe if he moved a little earlier, we would be, we'd have a different story now. But I can't really get on Flavian Pratt or, or the horse himself. I thought he ran a hell of a race. Yeah, I thought he ran a hell of a race as well. I mean, I... I I think it was just a matter of who got the jump on him first. I think if Angel of Empire, who had, you know, showed you in the Risen Star and Arkansas Derby to have long sustained runs, I think if Angel of Empire was able to get a little bit better positioning and move a little sooner than Mage, I, I think he would have won the Derby. I mean, but that's that's horse racing. I mean, that happens all the time. You know, I don't I don't think we we look back and we were necessarily on the wrong horse, even though uh, he didn't win the race. It was just the way the race played out and. Mage got a, a perfect ride by Javier Castellano, and give him credit, a Hall of Famer. We've seen him win a ton of races, a ton of great ones on the Naira circuit. He ran uh, the three-year-old uh, in, in a beautiful way and uh, was uh, victorious last Saturday. Yeah, we talk about trips and traffic and, and everything that goes down, and Mage got a, a great trip, and maybe Angel of Empire got the second-best trip, and that's why they finished 1-2. Moose, we got a couple of races to get into at Belmont this weekend. We'll give you some of the best names. Some graded action at Belmont. And next week, we will get into the Preakness. Maybe we'll bring Kenny back, go through those horses, and do the Preakness. That'll be a lot of fun. And uh, The second leg of the Triple Crown next week. Moose, it's great to be in Triple Crown season. Oh, it's awesome. This is the time of the year. This is why you, you, know, you and I are big horse racing fans. You get great racing, contentious fields, great value. Unfortunately, there's nothing that compares to Derby Day. That's... That's the disappointing aspect when you and I were texting, bemoaning the fact that Angel of Empire did not win. Uh, we have to wait another year to get a day like Derby Day where you have unbelievable value and really you can make an unbelievable amount of money um, you know, on, on Derby Day, and, and we know some people that did. Uh, yeah, not us. Not us. <laughs> All right, so we're going to look at a couple of races at Belmont this weekend. There are three graded races at belmont park beautiful belmont park on saturday starting with the grade one man of war moose a legendary race named after a legendary horse this race goes uh, a mile mile and three eighths on the turf the inner turf course moose uh some really good horses here frankie detori making a uh, an appearance at belmont good for him uh, I'm just curious if you look at this field, go up and down Channel Maker, we've bet a million times, House Street, Soldier Rising, who I know you like last year, Strong Tide, a horse that goes to the lead. Uh, historically went to the lead, now he's coming off the pace, maybe just not as good as a horse. And Value Engineering, but I'm curious, Moose, did you land on the inside horse, Red Knight, who I know you love? I do like Red Knight. I did not. Um, and, you know, give him, give him credit. In the Elkhorn at Keeneland, easily could have won the race. Lost that race to Verstappen, who you're going to see, or Verstappen, who you're going to see in this race um, on Saturday at Belmont Park. You know, I, I did go back, um, coming off the layoff, I, I did go back to, to Soldier Rising. I don't, 
I don't think his red Smith, the last time we saw him in late November at Aqueduct, was believable where he finished ninth. I love the fact that Jose Ortiz hops back on a board. Christophe Clement, uh, Christophe Clement, a son of Frankel, five-year-old, um, you know, has fired fresh before in the past. Uh, ran second on both of those occasions, once at Belmont, once at Saratoga earlier in his career. I, I landed back on the five-year-old Gelding, Soldier Rising. Yeah, I'm surprised you didn't go with the two Warren Point. He's probably going to be very short in this race. But he is. He's, you know, if you look at the connections, what Charlie Appleby does when he brings horses here, uh, especially at Belmont where he's just dominant, Belmont and Saratoga, for him to bring this horse over here, uh, a graded runner-up, a uh, stakes winner, to have Frankie Dettori on his mount, I think he's going to be very tough. I think he might be a single if you play him in multi-race wagers moves, which is very risky, as we learned last week. Even yeah, if you have, you night, even if you have Goodnight Olive singled, it doesn't mean you have a one-to-nine shot. Doesn't mean the horse is going to win. But no, uh, Goodnight Warren- Olive unfortunately got buried on the rail, and we've seen that before. I mean, that that's the issue that you have when you're looking at, at betting or singling horses in multi-race exotics. So, before real quick, I want to get your opinion on this. So, I saw an interesting debate with that trip for Goodnight Olive. Would you call that? A bad ride by the jockey or just bad luck? See, I, I, I would say it's a case of I would not – I would have swung her to the outside. I've got the best horse by far in the race. I would not have buried her on the rail and unfortunately just could not get clear. You know, and uh, the horse in the lead was on the rail and the horse that was running in second basically kept her – kept Goodnight Olive right on the rail. So if I were the jockey, I would have tried to have gotten to the outside to get a clear path because we both went into the race and it was hard for me to envision anybody else other than Goodnight Olive winning the race. And I think it was more a case of bad race riding than bad luck. But great race riding by the other horses, by the other riders. They for really sure. they yeah, did a good no, job. Yeah, no doubt about it. But that's where you saw there was an argument between the two jockeys after the race, one screaming at each other because, you know, sometimes, you, you know, and, and that's kind of old school race riding when you saw the race. But Goodnight Olive clearly going into it was the best horse in the race. So in in the Man of War, I'm on Warren's point, Frank DeTore, Charlie Appley. I'm going to use Soldier Rising. I'm also going to go to the outside value engineering for Mike Maker, who I know you love, especially on the turf. You might get a price here. Uh, Manny Franco on board. This horse runs a lot of stakes races, always finishes off and close to the money. Uh, those are my three here, Moose. Yeah, I'm using Soldier Rising, and I'm going to use underneath, I'm going to use Warren Point, and I'm going to use Red Knight. Uh, you mentioned about Michael Maker, Red Knight coming out of the Elkhorn. Uh, has always been, I mean, as a nine-year-old gelding, formerly trained by Bill Mott, uh, runs these marathon races really, really well, and and maybe the maybe the son of pure prize even at this stage and clearly showed it at Keeneland has not really lost all that much. He's got to improve buyer speed figures, but I really like Soldier Rising. I, I think you go back to to the Turf Classic, you go back to the Sword Dancer last year, um, and if you expect an improvement as a five-year-old, which I do, uh, for Christophe Clement uh, and Jose Ortiz hopping back aboard, I think Soldier Rising is going to win the race. The grade three Peter Pan moose, uh, I love this, a uh, one-turn mile on an eighth of Belmont. What great track Belmont, isn't it? Oh, yeah. I mean, it is. I mean, Big Sandy. I mean, a, m- a mile and an eighth, one turn. And there's some horses, as we know, if you follow thoroughbred racing, that are better around one turns than two turns. So looking at this race, moose, up and down, and a lot of people consider this the prep for the Belmont Stakes. You often see the horse that comes out of this race enter the Belmont Stakes. You saw it with uh, – Oh God! Who beat California Chrome? The horse that you loved, you bet. Oh, the the Clement trainee. I forget the. Yes, I know what you're talking about. Yes. Oh, we're gonna get buried for this one. 
Yeah, uh, Tonalist. Tonalist, Tonalist, Tonalist. Tonalist won, and there was a wet track that day, too. Yes. So, yeah, you see a lot of horses come out of the Peter Pan and eventually go to the to the Belmont Stakes. And uh, this is sort of the prep. And, Moose, I'm really fascinated by this. You know, we didn't get to see Frankie in the Kentucky Derby. Uh, maybe we'll see him in the Belmont Stakes as he runs Henry Q here for Doug O'Neill. Who, when Doug O'Neill sends horses out to New York, they often win. Yeah, they do. And, you know, he, he ran in the Sunland Derby, um, you know, has been out at Santa Anita, you know, has won race in, you know, um, at, at Sunland, uh, where won by 14 and three quarter lengths and ran a 40, a 93 buyer speed figure. But I didn't land on Henry Q, but this is last year for Frankie DeTore, uh that is going to be riding here. Um, but I didn't land on him in this race. But um, who did you land on, Monst? No, I'm going to go with Henry Q. I think you he's, are. Yeah, I think I think he's going to send this horse out to the lead. And you know, a lot of people think with Belmont and and this and and you know the thick dirt and and the long stretch that you know it's the typical closer's course. I I think speed is often favored there, and I think this horse is going to go to the lead uh, out of blame. Uh, you know, I think Frankie wants this. I think he's on this horse for a reason. I think Doug O'Neill uh, always knows what he's doing when he sends horses out to New York. So Henry Q is going to be my top pick. I'm really interested in the outside horse. Uh, Bishop's Bay, two That's runs. Yeah, I mean, getting better with each race. He's only run twice, but you know what? Maybe the thought of foundation is overrated after what we saw at Major did. You know, two horses, two races. Horse run really well. Out of Uncle Mo, you typically think Myler's out of Uncle Mo, but... Uh, you know, they paid a good chunk of money for this horse. You know, Brad Cox has his horses ready to go. Florent Giroux is a, a rider. Uh, Bishop's Bay is my number two. But Henry Q, my top pick in the Peter Pan. Yeah, I went with Bishop's Bay. You mentioned Uncle Mo, third race, 97-88. A little bit of aggression when he went longer. I love the workouts at Churchill Downs. Last one on May the 6th. Uh, six best out of 23, going five furlongs in a, uh, in a minute. Had successive, I mean, it's basically clicked off three consecutive five furlong workouts maybe get a little bit more foundation you mentioned it about uncle mo for sure but sometimes when you look at it you know the mile and eighth doesn't necessarily play like a true mile and eight two-turn race when you look at it so uh that's where i landed on i went outside with bishop's bay the bright cox trainee for florent Giroux. also got to throw in gold soldier go for pletcher flavian pratt coming out of the dubai uh out of the grade two ua derby um those horses that came over here especially uh dermo setagaki uh, ran well. I, I wouldn't say ran great, but but I thought Dermot Sadagaki had a tough trip. Um, didn't run quite as well as two fills, but I thought he was pretty impressive in his uh, stakes debut here in America. Yeah, um, yeah, I, I think it's interesting. I mean, when you when you look at a horse, the the horse that I landed on for second, I went with Slip Mahoney, another Brad Cox trainee, Joel Rosario. We liked him in the Wood Memorial. Dylan Davis aboard didn't really run all that well. That was won by Lord Miles, who obviously was a a scratch with everything going on with Safi Joseph, but uh, for the Kentucky Derby. But that's where I went with second. I went with Slip Mahoney, and then I went with um, your horse, Henry Q, third. So I went Bishop's Bay, Slip Mahoney, Henry Q. Now, the interesting thing about Slip Mahoney is he's also entered down in Monmouth Park. Maybe this is not an instance where he runs in this race, but if he does, I think he runs second. The top of the stretch this week, Moose, will be uh, uh, we're going the grade three run happy. I know your favorite horse of all time. Oh, who doesn't love Run Happy? No doubt. <laughs> Run Happy sponsors everything. Everything, except for this podcast. But Yeah, that's it. Uh, maybe one day. Maybe one day we'll get Run Happy. Run Happy, I'll love Run Happy. Did it clean, too. No drugs. <laughs> no drugs. 
So we'll get to the top of the stretch, which will be the grade three run happy, and we'll do an I only bet the names. Moose has three for you this week. Betting the Ponies, Bet Rivers. You're listening to Betting the Ponies on the Bet Rivers Network. Back here, Betting the Ponies, Bet Rivers, Mons, Moose. Uh, week off the Kentucky Derby. Preakness coming up next week. We'll get into that extensively, but it's time for Moose's favorite segment. Uh, I only bet the names. Moose is going to give you three names. Didn't handicap the race. Didn't look at odds. Three names that stuck out, and he's going to give them to you right now. Horses that you should bet just based on the name Moose. Yeah, so I went to uh, Goldstream Park, race five Saturday, mile on the dirt, uh, the number nine, the North Remembers. The North Remembers. I think the Maple Leafs are going to remember losing to the Panthers. Yes, I also went to race six at Goldstream Park on Saturday, five furlongs on the turf. No nay Mets. That's for you. You're a Met fan, man. So no nay Mets. So uh, Yeah, and then we're going to go to Monmouth on Saturday, race four, mile of the 16th on the turf, number seven, dramatized. I feel like that's kind of encapsulates my life, but number seven, dramatized, race four, Monmouth Park, Saturday afternoon. I love Monmouth Park. Yeah, I know you do. They make their hot dogs and beer. It's great. Hot dogs, beer, you know, stubs. You know, when I think of Monmouth Park and all racetracks, but the one I grew up close to, it's just the memory is really just the idea of going in, Two dollars to get in. You bring a, you bring your own liquor. You bring your own sandwiches. It's still a great day at the track, especially in the summer, uh, whether it's Monmouth or Saratoga. But great memories of Monmouth Park. Winston, you and I have been there a couple times together. Yeah, we've been there a number of times. Stopping by Jersey Mike's, getting a roast beef sub loaded, and and head to the track. I mean, it's great. I mean, it's you, you can smell like the ocean. Um, you know, it's usually a speed favoring track. Uh, but we've been down there for the Haskell. We've been down there for big days. So, uh, yeah, love Monmouth Park. And our sure. best fashion day was when uh, Bayern won the Haskell, if you remember. Oh, Bayern. Oh, Gate to Wire, Martin Bayern. Garcia. That was a great day. Coming oh, up day. coming up on Betting the Ponies. Can we Stop have one of those days again? <laughs> Tomorrow? Maybe. Yeah, that would be nice. That would be nice. Preakness day. We'll do a Preakness day. Uh, top of the stretch coming up. The grade three run happy at Belmont Park. We'll get to that picks analysis next. Bet Rivers Network, Betting the Ponies. You're listening to Betting the Ponies on the Bet Rivers Network. All right, back here, Betting the Ponies, Bet, Bet Rivers Network, Monzo, Malusis. The top of the stretch, the best race of the weekend. It comes at Belmont Park. The one race that if you're going to watch and bet on, we think it's this race, Moose, and that's the grade three run happy, six and a half, for, six furlongs on the Belmont dirt. I really like a horse in this race, Moose. I'm curious, who did you land on? Um, I landed on, I landed on Baron, or Baron, uh, Robert Reed, Irad Ortiz aboard, coming out of parks, two buyer speed figures, back ran a 101. I like the fact that Ortiz hops on a board that tells me something that I think this horse is, you know, is... It's going to give it a good go on Saturday afternoon at Belmont Park. I didn't really exactly wholeheartedly, you know, adore him, but that's where I landed on. I landed on uh, Barron. Yeah, I'm with you. I think with the speed of Mr. Phil, I think with the speed of Twisted Ride, uh, Barron's going to be close up, and he's going to be sitting just off those two and ready to pounce, and you've seen the speed figures are right there. You know, he's two for two at Belmont. He's coming. He's in form this year. Uh, he's hit the board all four times, two, uh, two for four. Horse is 11 for 27 in his career. Loves to finish. Loves to win. Loves this distance. A uh, lot to like about this five-year-old. 
uh, with uh, Irata Ortiz on Baron will be my top pick. I'm also going to use stage left, who I think may go off as the favorite, uh, just looking at his, his history and, and the training and just how the horse has run recently. So maybe get a little bit of a price on Baron, but stage left is my number two. And Candyman Rocket I'm going to use as well, who uh, has some tactical speed and go to the lead. And I think how Alvarado will be smart enough not to put him on the lead with multiple speed horses. And I think you can get a little bit of a price in that third slot. Uh, ran the Wood Memorial last year. So Baron, top pick, stage left uh, are my top two. Yeah, I went with Mr. Phil underneath. Um... Outside speed. Outside speed, Mr. Speaker, Rob Atris, Manny Franco. Uh, I know uh, buyer speed figures might be a little bit light. However, um, I think because it's the outside speed horse, that's who I went and maybe can you know finish in second in the race. And then uh, I, I also went with Drafted uh, down on the rail, who I think will get a little bit of. I think we'll get a little bit of a pace to run at. Uh, one for four at Belmont Park, seven of 20 at the distance, a nine-year-old gelding. Uh, that seems to be kind of the uh, the trademark on Saturday at Belmont Park, but I went with drafted underneath running in third. Yeah, the horse, Mr. Phil, finished behind Jackie's Warrior three back, so certainly is running against good competition. I want to find an interesting thing about that horse, Moose. Mr. Phil out of Mr. Speaker. How about the fact that Mr. Speaker has a horse and probably multiple horses that have run 34 times? Man, we're getting old. Yeah, we are getting old. You're right about that. I remember Mr. Speaker and Betlam, Mr. Speaker, no doubt about it. Shug, am I right? Yeah, Shug, no doubt. Uh, Shug and um, and Ogden Phipps. Mr. Speaker, Mr. Phil. So there it is. But Baron on top. Baron, Baron on top in the run happy because we all well, love run happy. It's uh, You know, I'm a little surprised. I thought this field was a little open. I'm surprised we're on the same horse. I'm happy we are. Well, hopefully. God bless the horse. <laughs> Well, listen, next week, deep dive into the Preakness. We'll try and Greg. I can't wait. we got to get Kenny on board. Yes, we need to rally after what was a, a disheartening derby day. We need to rally Preakness Day. Well, I think what, what, what really sucked was talk of the nation getting scratched. Oh, that, why did he get scratched? A vet scratch at the gate? I guess a vet scratch. There was no, absolutely no explanation on TV. No, all of a sudden I'm watching the race. I'm out at uh, you know a lacrosse jamboree in upstate New York. Um, was couldn't wait to bet Talk of the Nation. Could, like was excited about Talk of the Nation more than I was excited about betting Angel of Empire in the Kentucky Derby. And watching the race, I'm like, what happened to the four? And then you know, uh, Monzo texted me where I got. He texted me on it already, and I didn't see it. Uh, that you know, he got scratched. Great, good times. I didn't even know he got scratched. To be honest with you. Oh, just yeah, just as they approached. I mean, look, everybody wanted to bet him. He got bet from ten to one to five to one. So a lot of people were on that horse. And unfortunately, uh, hopefully he's okay, and he comes back and runs a big race coming up. But uh, that'll do it, Moose. Uh, you know, some good picks this weekend, some good racing coming up Belmont. We'll put the picks out on social. Um, you know, we want people to make sure you listen, subscribe to the podcast. We appreciate the support. Uh, we're having a lot of fun doing yeah, it. Yeah, like and subscribe. We're handing out winners, some losers, but uh, a lot of winners. That's, that's the game. Yeah, good pony conversation. We get into it. We love it. It's one of our passions in life. So uh, thanks for listening to everybody out there, and make sure to like and subscribe. All right, Moose, good luck. We'll talk to everybody next week. Betting the Ponies right here on the Bet Rivers Network. Thanks for listening to Betting the Ponies on the Bet Rivers Network.